You're listening to How To 20-Something, the only podcast that helps both men and women navigate their 20s and learn how to adult across all aspects of their lives. We're going to be focusing on career, relationships, finances, fitness, nutrition, and all of the common challenges and obstacles a typical 20-something will face in this post-college life and what to do about it. I'm your host, Just Diamond, and I'm the CEO and founder of Just Diamond Coaching, where I help young professionals get their shit together, gain their confidence, and own their life. No one prepares you for this adulting world, so allow me to help you feel like you are no longer a chicken running around with its head cut off, and that you actually know what the hell is going on and what your next step to take is. Welcome to How To 20-Something. Welcome back to another episode of How To 20-Something. Today, I've brought on two special guests who have a similar viewpoint and experience on adulthood that I do, and we all turned our own struggles and realizations into a mission that aims at helping young adults feel a bit better about adulting so they can reach their full potential. We all agree that transitioning from depending on your parents to entering the real world is a really rude awakening that is filled with confusion, overwhelm, and honestly depression that leads to this sort of acceptance of it is what it is. Well, we're here to tell you that it isn't, or I guess it doesn't have to be that way. Today's episode is going to dive into how Parker and Sam got to where they are, what their mission is, how they practice what they preach, the role mental fortitude plays in making the most out of your life, and how you can be the master of your 20s. But Before all of that, I want to introduce these two guys so you know a little bit about who you're listening to. Parker Yablon is the co-founder of Elevation Nation Movement and manager with People Advisory Services at EY. After graduating college, Parker had his dream corporate job and was eager to make an impact at his company. The realities of being a young adult in the real world quickly set in and now he helps others navigate their uncertainty, inspiring them to elevate their mindset and their communities. Sam Panich is the other co-founder of Elevation Nation and product manager and design operations lead at EY Design Studio, a subset of EY. Sam also contributes writing content for Pulse of the Nation, which is a monthly newsletter that sheds light on the problems facing young adults today and travels around the country speaking to high school, college, and recently graduated students, helping them better understand the common struggles a young adult faces. Together, Sam and Parker founded Elevation Nation in the middle of the pandemic and have been on a mission to help young adults around the world shift their perspectives to live a better life. The Elevation Nation community unites the next generation of students, CEOs, professional athletes, musicians, high-achieving young professionals, and more, all with one shared goal. Elevate your mindset and conquer the real world. Hi guys, welcome to How To 20-something. What an intro. Wow. We are pumped to be here. Thank you so much, Jess, for having us. Man, I mean, that was amazing. Good. I'm glad you liked it. And I'm glad to bring you guys on. And for those of you guys listening, I'm also on their podcast, Elevation Nation. So we'll get all those links sent out to you when the time comes because don't really know the lining up of all of these episodes. But I... I'm glad I get to bring you guys on to talk about the ins and outs of adulting and glad that Justin, he'll be on in a future episode, virtually connected us after hearing how aligned all of our missions are. So basically, the three of us believed we did everything right, that we checked the boxes of going to school, graduating college, and then finding a full-time job in a new city. 
but quickly learned that adulting isn't as glamorous as everyone made it out to be. Can you guys talk about your own experiences and what was happening internally for you when you first graduated and started working in the real world? Yeah, absolutely. This is one of our favorite stories to tell. I'll, I'll do a quick one, but I remember pretty vividly being about a couple months into my job, not liking it at all. I'd just gotten out of a relationship, just moved to New York City, wasn't happy at all. And I remember this morning vividly, I went on the subway in Manhattan and I wasn't paying attention. I was having a rough morning, similar to one that you maybe had this morning, Jess. And I ended up riding the train all the way to Brooklyn, just not paying attention, wasn't really knowing where I was going, woke up and and was in Brooklyn, snapped out of my funk. And I looked in the subway cars as I got off and realized I needed to switch and go the opposite direction. And I looked at the train leaving and I saw my reflection in that train as it drove away. And I did not like the person I saw in that train car that was riding away. And I realized that this person I had become had invested their entire self-worth into this job, into this career, and it wasn't panning out how I thought it would be. And I freaked out. And so what did I do when I freaked out? I called my best friend, Parker, to see if he had any advice. And unfortunately, but fortunately, he felt kind of the same way. (laughs) I mean, I can't remember maybe the first call that you... You know, you're like, yeah, this sucks because Sam's the guy that I looked at at college. Like, he always had great grades, leaders of clubs. Sam, like, literally led like all of the uh, what, what was it, Sam? Um, at the University of Maryland, images, right? Which is basically the tour like, guides. Tour yeah. guides. Like Sam led that at the university. I'm like, all right, he's doing everything right. And you know, we portray ourselves a certain way. And when Sam called me, I was a little surprised. But for me personally also working in consulting. Uh, What I didn't know about consulting is that when you're not on a project, right, you're technically on this thing called the bench. And what on the bench means is that you're not essentially working until you get onto a project. And so I worked for three months and then got put on the bench. And I was on the bench for four months. And I was like, man, like I'm getting paid, but I like just graduated and I kind of want to like start making myself known and start doing all these things. And the, I guess the amount of things I wasn't doing completely deflated me as well. And this happened right around when Sam had this moment, he calls me and I'm like, yeah, same thing. Like, this is really hard. This is harder than I expected it to be. Um, And so with that, this was even before COVID, we were like, okay, there's something up here. If we're feeling off, like we got good jobs, we went to a great university, we got good grades, we probably aren't the only people feeling this. I wish I could say the same thing because I thought I was the only one experiencing it. But I think there's a sense of resiliency that comes to having that sunken feeling of oh, this is not what I thought it is. Because adulting is hard and no one talks about it. So if if, let's say Parker wasn't having that same experience, Sam, you would feel completely alone in that experience and not think that anyone else could relate. It's like imposter syndrome of you're, you're experiencing this and no one else is, so there's something wrong with you. And everyone else is living their happy, merry lives. But I want to ask, how were you able to start to shift that mindset to just like get 
yourself out of that feeling of purposelessness and feel and bounce back into the high achievers that you were in college and to feel that come to life feeling come back into your life. Totally. Um, Sam and I are type of people when we feel something that doesn't make us feel good, we are triggered in our mind. We have to go do something about it. So what did we do? We drove to the beach in February 2020 and we spent an entire weekend in my parents' condo and our goal was to figure out life. Sam and I were like, you know what? We're 23, 24 years old. I forget all the way. We're like, you know what? We're going to go figure out life. And what does that mean? Figure out life. I don't know. So we sat in the condo. We were mapping things on the walls. We were taking sticky notes, putting them everywhere. Like, what is it all about? Like, what's the point? What is the thing we're missing right now? And it's so funny because we have great pictures from that moment. But in that moment, we didn't realize that this was a not a page turn like in a book. This was a chapter. Not I wouldn't even say chapter. We were starting to write an entire new book in our lives. And at that moment, Sam and I left that beach weekend inspired and fueled because we start to put momentum forward to make a change in our life. And little did we know this thing called COVID-19 would become you know, a world pandemic a month later, and it gave us a ton of free time to work on this idea. Is that how Elevation Nation was born? It was that February and then the kind of the pandemic was like, well, now we have the time for it. Like, let's let's do it. Or was there another story involved? It wasn't even the time for it. It was born out of necessity. Parker and I locked ourselves in that beach house, mapping on the walls, trying to figure out life. But it was for us. We really didn't know what it was going to turn into. We just wanted to figure out life. And it happened to turn into this mission that was, well, Parker and I obviously have no idea what the hell is going on. Why don't we interview a bunch of more successful people who look like and feel like they have it figured out? And so that's how Elevation Nation was born. It was truly us trying to learn from other people who we thought had their 20-somethings figured out. I love that. And did anyone have their 20-somethings figured out? Uh, we're still figuring that out. If everyone, if, if, if someone has it fully figured out, I want to know. We want you on the podcast. I'm going to grill the heck out of you. Because what we found, we've interviewed over 150 people at this point. We've released 300 episodes. This is three plus years later. We actually took six months at the beginning of the pandemic. We're thinking, March, we're going to get started on this. We didn't launch our first episode until October. So we were figuring out what are we even going to talk about? And now, obviously, we're in 2024. And we've never found someone who fully figured it out. Everyone has their story. Everyone has their struggles. And everyone has their successes. But what we're, we're interested in is how people can change their mindset so that they can tackle their goals. I'm not talking about someone else's goals. They can tackle their goals that make sense for them, that inspire them to elevate. That's what Elevation Nation's all about. That's exactly what I'm I'm for too. I mean, everything that every conversation we have had has been like, yes, I agree with you. Yes, I agree with you. What have been your own personal, like really big shifts that maybe have changed the outlook on your life? Or if it could be on one of your elevators, so the clients that you've helped, like what is 
what is something that stands out to you that's like, this was a big shift that I want to share with as many people as I can? I think one of the biggest uh, that comes to me is our realization of what was missing that wasn't taught to us in school. And that's a concept that took us to Parker's point over six months to truly hash out and develop. It started us mapping it at the beach weekend and took many iterations to get to where it is now. And that's a concept that we call mental fortitude. And we believe that that is the missing piece that young adults don't talk about enough and aren't taught truly in school. And so Parker and I are on a mission to help elevate the lives of 1 million young adults by helping them activate mental fortitude. And so to what mental fortitude is in Elevation Nation's world is it's yourself knowing who you are, your vision, knowing where you want to go. I know justice sounds very similar to your framework as well. And your fuel, what drives you. Those three things combined together make mental fortitude. And so everything that we do is around that purpose of helping to instill mental fortitude into young adults, as well as ourselves, helping to exercise mental fortitude so that every single day we can elevate just a little bit more. So that was a huge turning point for us. What is a way that you practice mental fortitude because mm. i know like we talked on your episode about you have a morning routine is that part of it are there certain key factors in your day that it's like i need to hit these markers and that lets me know that i'm hitting like i'm building my own mental fortitude like what what does that look like for each of you i want both of you to explain how the role it plays in your lives mm, man i mean there's so many ways it's helped me and how i practice it um over the, especially over the last 3 years i mean you can think of it long term as like big fitness like physical goals like i ran a marathon i've ran two marathons actually since we started the podcast uh sam and i have both been promoted at work a few times like yeah these are like goals at like finite things right things that end things that go whatever but more importantly i think the way that sam and i practice it is that we make sure we're having vulnerable discussions, not only with our each other, but ourselves. For example, vulnerable discussions uh, by ourselves when we're sitting at a table and we're able to open up a book and write about how we're feeling in a given day. Being real with ourselves and acknowledging that. When times are good, acknowledging that. What is what is it good about this moment and now? Like I, I need to understand that. But more importantly, when you're not feeling good, acknowledging that, writing that down, making that real. And also one thing that Sam and I both do, and we're really excited to do this weekend when we're traveling to South America together, is that we like to get introspective in person, in a unique environment that allows us to get outside our current day-to-day, allows us to stimulate our senses in new ways to really uncover who we are as people, what we want and what inspires us. Earlier this summer, Sam and I, along with our best friend who's actually joining us in South America, we went to a treehouse in the middle of Pennsylvania. And we, for one day, put technology aside and we said, we're just going to live and enjoy and have a great time and ask each other deep questions about life. And that is where elevating starts. That's where the mental fortitude starts, is asking yourself the deep questions and being completely real. Cut the bullshit out. What is wrong? Acknowledge it. Okay, what can I do about it to change? I 
want to add to you just talking about vulnerability I mean for those of you guys listening these are two guys in their later 20s that are talking about very deep topics and have this I'm gonna say elevated mindset about life and about conversations about relationships is people like this exist out there and I think that's what I think is so special is when I bring on guests and I find this connection of we're all in this higher level of thinking that allows us to see the world a little differently but even that vulnerability I know I personally struggle with having those types of conversations and I think a lot of people struggle as they move into new cities and new environments to find the people to have those conversations with because that's scary that's showing a side of you that you don't like you don't like seeing in the mirror yourself and having that with your best friends having that in a new place in South America it just it takes you out of your current environment and your norm and allows you to let go a little bit more. So I just, I love that you said that, but Sam, I want you to add in to this conversation. Yeah. I mean, Parker hit a lot of really fantastic points about getting vulnerable and introspective. I'll talk about one that I know you can appreciate Jess, which is figuring out the solid habits that give me the foundation to empower me then to elevate each and every day, right? It's very difficult to be in this introspective deep mindset if i don't take care of my basics and for that for me that looks like meditating every morning i do breathe breath work every morning wim hof breathing um and then i do some affirmations and, and visualizations as well um trying to bring all of those together to start my morning off right followed by moving my body in in some way um my most recent going outside of my comfort zone and trying to elevate me Parker has run multiple marathons and gave me shit that I didn't do anything. So I now joined a boxing gym and that's something that I do to try to get outside my comfort zone. It's certainly very different. Um, And so I I think just having those foundations to start your day off, right? Listen, Parker and I aren't like sitting in our nine to five jobs, like daydreaming and being introspective. Like we have real jobs. We get it. Like we're in consulting. We have stuff to do. But when I do have those opportunities to reflect myself, whether that's journaling in the morning, whether that's having a deep conversation about life with Parker, those are the moments that I truly live for. And without those foundations and those positive habits, I wouldn't be in the right mindset to be able to have those conversations. I agree. I mean, this is something my coach has inflicted on me of having those calming practices in your morning. Like I do the same thing. I meditate. I control my breath. I do my affirmations. I write my to-dos for the day. Like I just get myself in that mindset of we're going to attack this day. And I even have clients do it. I'm like, your alarm goes off and you're immediately go, go, go. If you just started the first five minutes of your morning breathing and just thinking about your day ahead, visualizing it, like what are you going to do? What are you going to eat? Who are you going to talk to? Just like run through the motions of your day, call it a mental rehearsal. It allows you to go through your day at a much slower pace. Even if it's like 60 seconds is 60 seconds and it's going to feel the exact same time, but you're going to feel less stressed and less on the go one thing after another because you did something calming to start your day. Like you're setting the tone for what you want to see happen throughout the rest of that day. Absolutely love that. Set the tone. Ooh, man. Yeah, so Sam mentioned habits. Parker, what are your what are your go-to habits? Because that is my thing. I love helping people habits. better their habits. Oh, man. <laughs> Sam knows me. I So in some of our introspective little retreats that Sam and I and Sam and I and our other friend Miles have had is 
I've learned that I am a very energetic person. And I didn't fully uncover that until honestly, like probably a year ago. And so I need to remind myself that I have a lot of pent up energy. And when I don't use it, it makes me just completely out of sorts and anxious. And that's part of the reason why I love running is because I can go and exercise this energy. Sam will call me. I'm like, dude, I'm on a run. Let's talk for 45 minutes. And like, that's another way to exercise energy. Um, but finding different ways to just c- continue to stay like, not busy, just doing. Doing something that can stimulate myself. And that also could include meditating. You know, I meditate like Sam every morning, 15 minutes in the sauna. Um, and on top of that, um, you know, just going through the day, acknowledging certain things and whatnot. I'm not as regimented in my routine like Sam. I like to let things kind of flow and let life kind of happen while also trying to, you know, get the things I need to get done for the day. Um, because I kind of like the unknowingness of what's going to happen in the day. But to the point of habits, um, it all comes down what's your foundation? What's rooting you? And, you know, we've talked about the mental motto, but I mean, I'm sure we could get more into it, but it's the mental motto. It's the thing that continues to remind you, you know, as you go through your your days and you, things happen, right? Yeah. I mean, the I think it's the episode that comes out after your guys is creating a healthy foundation. And I run through like how, what does that look like for you? How can this appear and why it's important? And you guys are just like, justifying it before it even comes out which I like because that happens a lot with guest episodes I'm like what's the order and then I pick an order and they usually say something I was like wait that's that's coming up or that just happened and it's it just it's more validating I guess for me so like my listeners you guys listen to me all the time I bring in a guest and they further enforce what I'm talking about is like hey take note do something you need your habits your habits ground you they allow you to handle any obstacle that the day is going to bring you like for me a flat tire this morning it's it I didn't cry at all today and I'd say that's a big win because I had a really rough day but I started my morning with my morning practices and that leveled me until I got into my car and had a flat tire so it's you know balance (laughs) one more thing sorry Sam um it's I've also changed my mindset when it comes to the day right we often think a little bit longer term, or honestly, most people think really, really short term because they have such short attention spans. But when we think about goals, we think long term. I used to think, and I've told Sam this a bunch, is like, I used to think it just was a good day or a bad day or an okay day. And my perspective has completely changed. I have good moments and bad moments and okay moments throughout an entire course of the day. Any moment can't determine how the day goes. And I want that. I want to feel all of it. Because when I go to bed at night, I'm like, wow, it wasn't a good, bad, or okay day. It was a full day. And that is the ch- that's what I'm chasing. I'm chasing a full day where you're feeling a whole range of emotions. Because that's what life is all about. You can't experience the happiness without the sadness. Like if it was happy all the time, you would become numb to it. And I think that's the thing people forget. And even with my day today, I was still naturally like, well, at least it wasn't raining. Like this could have been a so much worse. I could have, my tire needed a patch. I could have needed a whole new tire. And at that point would have needed all four new tires because my tires are kind of due for 
having some new ones but like it was I was grateful for those moments and even to piggyback on that is like I do two separate things one of them's a new thing that I started doing the other one I've mentioned on my podcast several times is the end of the day while I'm cooking dinner I'm saying 10 things I'm grateful for that day and 10 affirmations that I am and I'm just running through it when I read in a book recently was 10 is too many, even five is too many. You stick with three. What are your three wins from that day? And what three wins are you chasing tomorrow? And you just do that. The very last thing you do before you go to bed as a way to prime your sleep in a way, your subconscious, so that you go to bed and you're thinking about those wins and psychologically you're going to wake up that next day and search for those wins plus more. I want to highlight quickly for any skeptics out there that are like, Jess, Parker, Sam, you guys are full of crap. Try it. Try it for a week. Try meditating for a week. Try writing in a gratefulness journal every night before you go to bed, three things. Try some affirmations. Try visualization. Pick one. Try it for a week. If you really are that stubborn that you won't try something new for a week, you probably are going to have a shitty life. Sorry. You're probably not listening to this podcast. going to be blunt. This is very growth-minded. Yeah, like... You know, there's obviously a lot of skeptics out there. I think having an open mind is very important. And I totally get that some of these things are are out there and woo-woo and maybe a little bit harder to grasp. So just try them. See what works for you. It's all about tricking your mind to feel better because your mind controls so much more than you think. Sam and I have done a lot of studying, uh, you know, around elevating right and mindset and people think oh studying like you go to the library and you open a book and you read no like sam and i have interviewed a ton hundreds of people who are elevating themselves to the next level we've talked with ceos we've talked with olympians we've talked with rappers we've talked with i mean world travelers everybody the whole spectrum you name it and what's so interesting and what we found is that all of these individuals are willing to put in the work, but also asking themselves the deep questions of what works and what doesn't and acknowledging those things. And when you acknowledge and then go do, that's when elevating happens. We can sit here, we could talk all we want, but if you're not putting that foot forward, where are you going? Absolutely nowhere. Exactly. Is so on the topic of mental health, because I think that's like you guys deal a lot with mindset and what's going on in your brain and your psyche and all of that. It's it can be really hard to find the good parts in a really, really tough time in your life. What have you guys done that you're like, no matter what, I make sure this happens, even if it feels like it's pulling teeth and it has helped you get through that really tough moment? I don't think there's anyone better to answer this than you, Parker. Um, you know, for folks that listen to Elevation Nation, um, you know, Parker has certainly exuded an insane amount of mental fortitude the past few months, having gone through some situations himself. So I certainly don't want to steal this one from you, Parks. What was the question again, Jess? I just want to make sure I have the the answer curated for it. I guess like, it's basically what do you do to get you through your toughest times? toughest times oh man you know it's funny i used to think my toughest time was like failing a presentation and having a room full of 20 people look at me 
And they're like, what did you just talk about? Or I walked out and I did a great job, but I was the only one telling myself that I did a shitty job. I used to think that was a worse situation. Um, but you know, as crazy as it is, I had a very, very shitty situation happen to me and I'm still living through it. I lost my stepdad unexpectedly back in August, um, completely out of the blue. 63-year-old, healthy guy, never planned for it a day in my life. He was a father figure to me, my family, um, and of course, my mother and you know all the whatever. Like it, He was just an amazing person, right? And it happened unexpectedly. No one can ever prepare you for a moment like that. And so as I look back on the last five months or so in how you you know you go through grief and you go through thoughts that you've never had before about life um the thing that has held me really together are the people in my life and acknowledging the people who are certainly always there for me and i've learned so much about my fiance my family sam my friend miles and some other amazing people who have provided that support to me when i was at my absolute low, like the lowest I've ever been. And so to the point, Jess, I've been hitting on earlier is acknowledging when you realize those things and don't take those things for granted. Obviously, there's other things that have helped me through this, but it really comes down to, I mean, I look at what I had with Philip is he made my life better because of the relationship I had with him. And we are absolutely nothing without relationships and the people in our life and that is how you elevate. You surround yourself with the people that you think are good in your world and can help be, you know, press you to be better people, but also got you when shit hits the fan. Because at the end of the day, and this is what I learned too, it's inevitable. Shit is going to hit the fan. I'm sorry. If shit's not hitting the fan for you, you're not a person. It's going to go to shit. So to Sam's point, you got to build that foundation. When times are good and when times are shitty, they're both inevitable. That's life. Yeah, and I'm guessing your foundation here is the people in this example. 100%. My question for you then, because of what I went through last year, is what happens if you don't have those people nearby? And like, it's it's one thing to have a phone call. Like I, my best friend lives out in California. Actually, two of my best friends live out in California. So we don't see each other that like hardly ever. And there, I lost like the best friend that I had in my city. And with that came the friend group. So I was at my lowest and I didn't have that support of people that you're talking about to help me get through it because that's what I lost. And it also only further emphasizes how important those people are to have in your circle. So what would you do if you were in my shoes of losing all the friends you ever made in that one city that you live in and have to basically start from the ground up? I think there are a couple things there, Jess, with that situation, which is, you know, Parker and I aren't in the same city. And of course, a phone call will never replace a hug in person. But boy, did we sit on phone calls for hours, right? And so luckily, technology allows us to be as, as close as we can without physically being with the person. So I would say, number one is lean on those people that you can rely on, even if they're not near you. Two, this may sound silly, but I've found a lot of comfort in relationships with people I don't know. 
And what that means to me is there are many mentors that I have in my life who I have never met and probably will never meet. And those people, maybe it's some of you listening to this right now, who I won't have the privilege of meeting, listen to those mentors in, in your life, right? They don't have to be able to necessarily talk to you to know what you're feeling. Jess, we, we spoke a little bit earlier where you read a book and you felt like the author was preaching right to you. There are ways that you can find those relationships with people without necessarily even meeting with them or having them in your life, but you can still let them into your life. So that would be number two. And then number three, Jess, I'm going to steal another one from your book, is put yourself out there. I've made some new friends since I've moved to DC that are going to be lifelong friends who I absolutely adore, so much so that they're now friends with Parker um, because Parker's a huge part of my life and they are too. And now they're all friends together. And so I would say put yourself out there in situations to make some new strong friends. Don't be scared to try to make friends no matter what your age is. Um, you can have those deep and introspective conversations with people. And in fact, I'd challenge you to say, move beyond surface level quickly with those people. People are desperate for these deeper conversations because they don't listen to podcasts like this or Elevation Nation. They don't have those outlets to get deeper and introspective. So provide them that safe space so that they can feel seen, heard, and valued with whatever they're going through. That's a great answer. I have never once heard the stranger one, like the mentors that you don't even meet or even talk to, but you follow, like you listen to. So that was a really, really unique perspective to it. And for the time we're recording this, two episodes ago, we both just realized that if we hadn't left our comfort zones, if we hadn't put ourselves out there, we never would have met. And she is now like my go-to person. We share those vulnerable moments with, enough, with each other. We share each other's victories together. And like she's now a very special person in my life. And we met in August like it was it has not been a long time we're recording this in January so it was like friendships can form very quickly but I know it also feels very hard to especially when you lose friends you lose that self-confidence in yourself too like who do I become friends with but I really just wanted to ask to get your perspective on it because Parker emphasized how important his friend group was in holding him and keeping him grounded and in helping him through a really tough time in his life I do want to switch back to Elevation Nation and just kind of ask you guys, what is your vision for it? Because I saw on your website, there's apparel. We're going to have everything linked. But I'd love to know like how about the evolution of it, I guess I could say. So where, what have you learned? What are you hoping to focus on now? Where do you see it going? And anything of the sort. Well, I'll tell you that we've learned, and I'm not saying we have like a magic formula for how people can elevate, but what we've learned is that if people can learn a little bit better of who they are, what they want, and what inspires them, it at least helps them build that foundation to know how to elevate. And so Sam and I are on a mission right now to continue to spread mental fortitude, not only among young adults, but people in general. So we're doing that now through our podcasts, right? We're meeting people from all over the globe who join us through the internet. Uh, we sit every week for a week and have really cool, fun, engaging conversations. But on top of that, Sam and I, we talked about how in-person 
interactions with people is really how you get to the deep crux of things. So Sam and I continue to speak publicly, both at high schools, universities, in um, businesses, on how to elevate your mental fortitude. So that is something that we're doing and we're loving. We're having fun. We've spoken in front of hundreds of people before all around our framework. And then on top of that, the mission is going to continue and we're going to try to find new avenues to elevate mental fortitude, whether that's through our Instagram, our TikTok videos, whatever. But then on top of that, we hope one day to like run a retreat, a weekend retreat where Sam and I maybe unleash unload some of those cool exercises we did in our treehouse over the summer. Um, and then on top of that, of course, it's just continuing to meet unbelievable people and have just fun, unique, crazy experiences along the way. That's what it's all about. Love it. Sam, anything you want to add? No, Barker said we're doing a lot. We got a lot of exciting stuff. It's all around the concept of mental fortitude and elevating the mindsets of young adults. Um, yeah, so follow along the the ride if you're looking for an additional outlet to Jess's amazing podcast and her coaching um, with some different types of guests. We have a lot of fun and yeah, we're trying to build and Jess, you're now an elevator in this community. We're trying to build the most amazing, incredible, exclusive community of young adults who are conquering the real world in their own special ways. And we're excited that you're now an elevator officially, and we can't wait to introduce you to other like-minded elevators soon. Ooh, I feel honored. Is there anything else, any additional tidbits of advice that you guys want to share with my listeners? I know you guys like to do mental mottos, and I shared mine on your podcast. I would love for you to share yours as well as anything else you want to add before we wrap things up. I think that's a beautiful way to end the podcast with our mental mottos. So for those of you that don't know, every person in Elevation Nation, whether you're a guest on a podcast or we speak to you at your school, your business, you are then officially an elevator. And every elevator becomes an elevator by sharing and crafting their own mental motto, which is a phrase that they live their life by. And so Parker has a great one. I have one. Jess, you have one. I'll share mine with the world is live curiously, don't curiously live. And what that means to me is I want to live life with the most open mind I can and try to learn and experience and grow outside of my comfort zone. But that doesn't mean I don't have a plan and a direction of where I want to go and what I want to experience. So I live curiously with an open mind, but I don't meander and wander. I don't curiously live. I have a purpose. I have a plan and I have actions that I'm going to take to get me to where I want to go. I love it. I'm pretty sure that's one of my episodes, but I didn't say it like that. And I absolutely love the way you just said that. Amazing. Sam's a poet, you know, like the way you just put that out there and everything. Um, mine is a lot more Actually, based. I'm a rapper. Sorry to go on a on a tangent. We're going to tell you a funny are, story you now. You are a rapper. No, soon to be rapper. So Parker and I have always been entrepreneurial. And one day in college, we were trying to think of business ideas. And I swear, Jess, Parker pitched to all of our friends for 20 minutes of how he wanted to try to make me a rapper and put me on tour. Needless to say, we put a different microphone in my hand. It's a podcast mic. Not a rap microphone, but 
regardless, I am a poet. Sorry, Parker. I will. No, to your point, you're a rapper. Like my dream has come true. Like I completely saw the vision and you're in front of a mic rapping about life. Like, dude. He's not wrong. I'm not wrong. That's what it's about. Um, My mental motto is much simpler than Sam's. And it's as simple as proud to be. I'm proud to be me. I'm trying to remind myself I'm proud to be on the journey that I'm at. I'm proud to have the people in my life that I have. And I'm proud of where I'm going. Oftentimes, as a young adult, we forget about those things that make us who we are and have gotten us to this moment on this day at this time. Don't forget and lose sight of that. And that's what my mental motto is all about. Look back and be like, damn, life has been fun. But you know what? I'm here from that. But that doesn't mean I can. that's going to determine what's happening next. I'm proud of all those things, but I'm excited to use that to go do and be. And then hopefully in the future, I'll be even more proud and than I was in the past. And that's as simple as it is. Uh, also like that one. That's, I can't say I have a podcast episode about it, but <laughs> those, those are some good mental models. I'll share mine. I'm pretty sure I've shared mine on here before, but it's it's not forever. It's for now. And it's for those challenging times. So I think when you're happy, you are just kind of in your space. You're not really thinking about it. But when you're down, it is so hard to get back up. And that motto has just carried me through a lot of my really tough experiences from the last just three, four years of my life. And I know will continue to carry me through because as Parker said earlier, shitty things happen and it is inevitable, but it's how it's your mindset. It's your approach to it and is what is going to help you get through it. So love both of your mottos. Where can people find you guys? Uh, you can find us on Instagram or Twitter or LinkedIn or TikTok. It's at Elevation Nation underscore IO. You can also find us wherever you get your podcast. Type in Elevation Nation. We'll pop up. Lastly, you can find us on our website, ElevationNation.io. And Parker and I are on LinkedIn. We're on Instagram. I'm kind of on TikTok. Not really. Parker's on Twitter. We'd love to connect with you. If anyone has any questions, wants to learn more about Elevation Nation or mental fortitude, or maybe even get your own mental motto, reach out. We'd love to hear from you. All right. Well, you heard it here first. And don't worry, because all of that information is going to be in the show notes. It's always going to be in the show notes with any guest I bring on for you to easily access. Otherwise, I want to thank you guys for coming on the show and sharing your knowledge, your passion, and your mission with me and my listeners. I loved it. Amazing. And I'm going to leave you with this, uh, Jess and your listeners. If you're listening to this right now, you're alive. Okay? So what are you going to do about that? Take it and go do. If you have something that you want, go just do it. Because like I learned with my stepfather, it can be taken like that in an instant. So live with absolutely no regret and just go and do. If you're afraid, just go do. Worst comes to worst, you fail. If you're fear, eh, whatever, just go do. Jess, we had a great time. Thank you so much for having us. And uh, we look forward to continuing to watch you elevate because that's what it's all about. Thanks. 
All right, guys, this concludes another episode of How to 20 Something. If you liked what you heard, if some part of this show spoke to you, please share it. Share it on social media with a friend. Tell me, tell Sam, tell Parker about what part you related to the most. And as always, thank you for listening. And I can't wait to be in your headphones again next week with another brand new episode.